Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with a guest, a very special guest named Leonie Dawson. Leonie is so much fun. Wait until you dial into her energy. She, I'll tell you what, I have been following her and her work and she is such a wonderful, wonderful person. And she actually is in the same circle with us, uh, struggling with anxiety on occasion. And she's one of those people that you think, really? Leonie is stressed sometimes and deals with anxiety. And yet, sure enough, she is. So I had to invite her on because I would have never, never known. <laughs> As you know, we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you. And we often answer listener questions. And on occasion, we do these very powerful interviews. Ananga and I always bring forward a potent blend of coaching and storytelling and Ayurveda, yoga, guided relaxations, and so much more. And one of our favorite treats is to bring people forward like Leonie Dawson. So I'm going to welcome Leonie. It's so good to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much. And I, I honestly love talking about anxiety. So this is just like giving me major jollies. Oh, that's so cool. And, and for those of you who don't know who Leonie is, she is made up of, she has this beautiful graphic of all of the things that she's made up of. She's an artist and a philanthropist and a hippie and a business owner, and a mama, and a writer, and an author, and one of the most uh, positive women that I've come across online in the, the years that I've been in business. Uh, I'm grateful to have you here, and I do want to talk with you about anxiety, because it seems to me that there's a lot of us who struggle with anxiety on occasion, stress on occasion, overwhelm on occasion, and nobody would ever know it. Completely. And, you know, there's, I've, I've actually got so many friends with similar personalities to me, you know, like very, very bubbly and excitable and optimistic. Um, and all of us have general anxiety disorders. And, I, you know, I think it's kind of part and parcel when you're sensitive and excitable. It just means that your body produces more adrenaline than other people's. And of course, adrenaline affects the body as anxiety when you have too much of it and, and um, there's no dinosaur chasing you, trying to eat you. So, of, you know, of course, those of us who are super excitable people, of course, we're going to have too much adrenaline and therefore an anxiety disorder. <laughs> right. I, I remember when it just first occurred to me, and it was years ago, and I thought, I just always felt like I, I would label it like that I was high strung, right? And just, yeah. just, and I thought, oh no, no, this is definitely a generalized anxiety. This is, this is uh, needing to really uh, do something about the, the chemical buildup in my body. And, and I know you talk about that a lot is that, that stress is a chemical reaction and that's very obvious, right? But when we're struggling with it and we're and it's coming on and sometimes it just doesn't seem to be that obvious. So yet that's why Ananga and I talk so much about breathing practices and moving your body and 
being mindful of caffeine and being mindful of the, the kind of movies uh, that you're taking in, violence, those kinds of things, depending on how sensitive you are. And I wonder what, what are some of your favorite things to do when you feel anxiety coming on? Um, well, I, I love that you brought up about, you know, being sensitive to movies. We actually have a rule in my household um, where my husband will watch movies before I do and rate them whether they're um, they're L-rated, as in like they're suitable for Leone consumption. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then if they are, he'll, re- he'll re-watch them again with me, which I really appreciate. So, <laughs> you know, for me, it's, uh, it, it's, it's taken a while to work out what is my tool, um, you know, what, what, what's my toolkit for dealing with anxiety. Uh, it, for me, it came on very, very strongly after I had um, my first daughter. So for me, like I had you know, a huge onset of postnatal depression and anxiety, mostly affected with anxiety. So, you know, feeling like I was on the verge of panic attacks constantly. And that hasn't really gone away. It's definitely subsided in the, the six years since and it's gotten manageable. Um, but I, you know, it's still a practice for me. I still have young children. They still, you know, require a lot of physical energy. I'm still the CEO of two multi-million dollar companies. So it takes a lot of energy for me to do what's needed each day. And so, of course, my adrenals are going to produce too much. Uh, so for me, first and foremost, Medication, I fucking love it. I'm so grateful to Western <laughs> medicine. <laughs> and I love what the author, Glennon Doyle Melton, says. She says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for he gave me Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm glad that you bring that up because a lot of our listeners ask about medication and so many are uh, concerned about getting on medication and, and many are you know, working through their anxiety without it. And, you know, so there's, there's always two sides to that story. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about how that's helped you. Definitely. So, so like I am a total hippie, you know, like I love me some natural healing stuff. Um, And so when I realized it was when my daughter was eight months old, my first daughter was eight months old, you know, I just I got that clarity that I actually wasn't okay, that this wasn't normal to be experiencing the kind of um, just sheer terror at going through every single day. Like that wasn't what all new mothers felt. Like for a while I think I'd been kidding myself that that's what new mother was, like being a new mother was. But the fact that I didn't feel like I was able to breathe all the time and the fact that when I'd lay down in bed I would just be as stiff as a board I wouldn't be able to unclench my fists um, because I was just so highly strung and had so much adrenaline and my arms would hurt because I had so much it just felt like poison was going through my blood and of course it was just all adrenaline so you know it was a really big step for me to just say one morning over breakfast I don't I don't think I'm okay I don't think I'm I think I need help. Right. And, you know, and I had a big cry because it was so scary to oh, say. Oh my I, gosh, of course. I need help. Yeah. And, you know, he, he looked at me and said, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> you know, like yeah, like good of you to yeah. notice. <laughs> good of you to notice, but also the look of fear. Like I sure. don't want to say anything wrong right now of because I know how sensitive that you are. <laughs> right. Um, and he said, okay, well, what do you want to do about it? And my preference was to try and cure it naturally, you know, like with, with hippie medicines. And so I went on this six month journey of trying out absolutely everything under the sun from, you know, acupuncture, which is still, you know, I I still bloody love acupuncture, but for me, it felt more like a quick band aid. Um, it didn't feel like I, it was going to create long-term change for me, you know, and I did a lot of things like bushflower remedies and homeopathics and and herbs and intuitive healing and um, counselling and therapy and, you know, rebirth sessions and, you know, any any modality that was going, I was all over that. <laughs> and, you know, six months later I had improved somewhat but I was still so close to bottoming out every single day and it was like I like there was just like a little centimeter of of water in my well and I knew that if anything happened I would bottom out again and that was when I made the decision I think I actually need medication for this so I went and I found a doctor who I I liked and here in Australia, what ends up happening is they take you through a mental, they, a mental health test, and they you know, get you to rate how you're feeling currently, and then um, they they work out a mental health plan for you. And so, you know, part of that will be medication if they feel that's appropriate. And in the Australian system, you actually they they will refer you to a counsellor or a psychologist as well and they get paid for. So you get like six sessions and then they say, okay, so you you go away, you start the the, the medication, you do the counselling sessions and you come back to me in you know a month or two months and we'll do the test again to see how you're feeling. So it's actually like I really appreciated that kind of systematic support oh yeah it sounds like exactly what you needed yeah yeah and I love that you know the Australian government offers that um and I I I sincerely hope that they always continue to do that because it means that people are able to go access counseling which I do think is really really important Uh, so I went on medication I went you know I started on just a low dose of sertraline which is you know kind of like a uh, like Zoloft um and you know, within a couple within a couple of weeks, it was just like weight kept on being pulled off me. Mm. And you know, over the next couple of months, it just all of the weight kept me, being pulled off me. And it was I could breathe again, and I could see clearly again. And it was so nice just to feel normal and alive again and I thought holy shit why doesn't everyone just walk around with like ginormous smiles on their face all the time because it is so magnificent to be alive completely crushed by anxiety right well especially after experiencing it for as long as you did and then doing everything you could think of without being on medicine and then making that choice, which is never an easy choice uh, for, especially if you're, you know, hippy dippy doing your thing. I, I get that. If if I don't have to take medicine, I'm not going to take it. Yeah. But th- but then to be in the situation where it really was what you needed—that was the brain chemistry adjustment that you needed. 
Totally, totally. And, you know, when I look, like, genetically speaking, you know, my whole family, my ancestral line is just rife with anxiety disorders and, you know, all kinds of other mental health issues. And, you know, nobody's medicated. And I just think, like, well, you know, this is how my brain chemistry is made up. And that's totally fine. It's completely okay that for some reason... I produce too much adrenaline, um, and um, and that I can fix that yeah. really simply and really easily. And I'm so so grateful for it. So you know, six years on, I'm still well. It's five years on. Um, I'm still on that medication. I've tried once to come off it and didn't enjoy the experience. Right. Um, it just you know it's it started just creeping back up straight away, and. Um, you know, the point that I've realized is that, you know what, Leonie, like right now you're at a busy time of life and there's a lot required of you phys- physically and energetically. And it is absolutely okay for you to just give, continue giving yourself the support that you need so that your brain chemistry continues working the way it needs. And, sure. you know, whether I need to, like whether I need it for the rest of my life or or not is 100% okay with me because it makes such a difference to me to feel good and normal and to not be just living under the anxiety rock. Right. Do you also use, you know, other things like even though you're, you you have the medicine that's helped so much, do you still sometimes feel that anxiety rush come on? And, you know, are there other things that you supplement with the medicine, like aromatherapy or dance or, you know, anything like that? Or do you pretty much feel chill now? Uh, no. I do <laughs> um, no. So um, for me, um, you know, it's definitely like the, the medicine is a really, really important part of my toolkit, but it's not the only one. Um, and, you know, I, I see my anxiety as a gift because it shows me really clearly and really quickly when something is off. And when there's stress or when I'm not feeling okay about something or when I've pushed it too hard or when I've worked too too long, you know, it's just, it's there. It's this little pop, that, little friend that pops up and goes, hey, hey, what's up, girl? I see what you're doing there and I'm here till you stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so for me, it's a constant um, shuffling around of how I do life so that it feels good to me. So I map out, you know, how many social outings I'm going to have each week because um, it, it seems to be I can only do about one maximum of two. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I need a lot of introvert time. I do weekly counseling sessions, you know, I personal therapy and, and counseling and psychology and intuitive healing, all of that stuff, whatever works for you, holy shit, do that and do that for the rest of your life if you need it. Um, I need it. <laughs> um, and I've grown so much from that and I'm so grateful for how much I've learned. I'm just, I'm not the same person that I was. I don't run the same tapes. I don't believe the same things. I'm not you know, continuing to be wounded from my childhood or my past. So that's that's a huge part of the parcel. If my body's, you know, kind of over, you know, 
just doing too much. Uh, acupuncture is really helpful. You know, for those of you who have had acupuncture, you just get them to put it on the, the anxiety point, which is just between the eyebrows, and you can even just push your finger on it and, as an acupressure point. So there's a spot between your brows, like it's called the third eye um, point, and if you press on that and hold it for a little while, it actually just starts chilling the whole body out. Um, I usually feel a little bit drunk after that. I just feel so relaxed. Journaling, meditation, weekly, I call them weekly solo mama retreats where every Sunday afternoon I treat as Sabbath and I um, put a movie on for my kids to watch and I'm like, okay, and now you leave me alone because yeah. this is mummy time. Mummy feels her well right now. And I go to bed with all my books and my journals and I paint and I read trashy novels and it's the greatest time of my life. <laughs> and you deserve it. So, so many women especially don't carve out that time. That sacred, no. that sacred self-care that is absolutely needed whether you suffer with anxiety or not. Absolutely. To carve out that space and just show up how you need to show up and know that you're not responsible for anything else in the whole wide world other than making yourself happy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a little bit about aromatherapy. Do you, do you use any aromatherapy um, in your life? And Oh my God, I love that you like have asked me about this because I um, am now like this massive convert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a friend who, um, where she's like, honey, let me tell you some bits about some essential oils. And now I am a massive essential oil freak. Um, so much so, so that last week I started like a little Facebook group for me and my friends to talk about essential oils and, you know, using them for family health and mental health and all that kind of stuff. And there's now over 350 people in there and it's consumed most of my waking days because it's so much fun to talk about them. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. And I swear to you, I did not know that. So what have you, so what have you learned? Like what is the, you know, lavender is always the one that comes up first for, for calming our senses, but I'm sure you've learned even, even more about essential oils than just that one. Yes. So everyone is most welcome to join this Facebook group. It's called Team Unicorn Oils because I love unicorns, of course. <laughs> um, it was like a toss-up between mermaids or unicorns. And this time I went with unicorns. It's just, you know, flipping for coin. Um, so... <laughs> so ridiculous so you know i mean lavender of course is 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 a goodie but i mean there's so many special ones and if you've got like a diffuser for me now i just have a diffuser going in my house nearly constantly and it just seems to chill out everybody including uh you know my husband and my kids and me and it just feels like this really beautiful like self-love ritual to go fill up the diffuser and choose an oil to go in it uh, so I use a blend called um, On Guard, which is uh, got like orange and rosemary and cloves, and it's about building the immune system because my immune system's pretty shit house. Um, and um, but you know because essential oils work in so many ways, most of them have relaxation properties as well, and so it's just this very kind of loving smell that goes through the house and then if we've got runny noses then i'll use something called easy air which has got peppermint and eucalyptus in it and peppermint is very calming and soothing as well and so 
we're just like rolling around in a little essential oil high most days now. That's so nice. It's so nice. I've, I've found peppermint to be really helpful if, um, if I have a headache. If yes. I, if I just put a little bit and, you know, just sniff it or, you know, put it in a diffuser or whatever it's, and then I just feel so smart, you know, like, oh, <laughs> yes. you see that peppermint took my headache away. <laughs> it does. And it, it does make you more smart. It like just enlivens all those senses and like really helps you to focus more. So I've got a diffuser in my office and I use essential oils for like focus and productivity, but like, it's just got that undercurrent of no matter what, like the intention is behind using it. It's still got that beautiful undercurrent of, of self-care and restoration and all that beautiful stuff. So I'm like so massive, ridiculous oil whore now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. I find myself moving more and more and more in that direction, uh, textures and colors and scents and, you know, all of that. It's just, I, I can't get, can't get enough of that, uh, all of it. And so when you find something new, uh, you know, like right now I'm burning this beautiful beeswax candle and I can smell, you know, I can smell the honey a little bit. Yeah. From, you know, and just the, the warming of that and just being mindful of that. It's amazing what happens, especially if you tend to be extra sensitive or if you have generalized anxiety, the things like that. But, you know, just taking some breaths and breathing that in and just noticing how lovely it is. Really, really. You know, just to keep, and I think as well, you know, Glennon Doyle Melton. If you can ever interview her, I mean, she's like well super famous now. She's been on Oprah, but she's got some fantastic books. One's called Carry On Warrior and the other one's called Love Warrior. And, you know, she has um, general anxiety disorder that affects her quite profoundly. Uh, And what she does to take care of herself is beautiful. And she calls, she says, you know, us, we're the ones with anxiety and we're the ones who are hypersensitive. We're just the canaries down the mine shaft right. and we pick up that the world is toxic where when other people aren't feeling it yet. Um, but it doesn't mean that we're crazy. It means that we, you know, very, very important to this ecosystem state enough. This doesn't, this isn't supposed to work like this. We need to live slower lives and be more mindful and surround ourselves with beauty and gentleness and comfort. No doubt and take care of each other. So I really appreciate that. And I think absolutely, you know, yes, we are the sensitive ones. So let's, you know, really try and tend to ourselves beautifully so that, so that it it doesn't overtake us. Well, exactly. And I think that for, for so long, there was a, a stigma and maybe there still is, but I'm, I'm so in it that, you know, I just look at as all of us as these super beautiful, sensitive beings that are learning our way and learning how to best care for ourselves, that it's okay to ask for what you need. It's okay to to realize that there's really nothing wrong with you. It's not that there's something wrong with you. It's that you're figuring out how to best care for yourself and care for your body and care for your brain chemistry so that you can enjoy your life. You're not meant here. You're not here to suffer. No, I I could not. I could. I just need to amen and hallelujah that you there. Like yes, and it, it's okay for us to need different things than what we think other people need. Like it's okay for us to require more support and gentleness and quiet 
than what it seems like other people have. Because first and foremost, we really don't know what other people need because uh, what we see on social media and what people tell us is not really the truth in that situation. So we can't judge our insides, you know, to how other people's outsides look. Right. And even if you do need more than other people, that's okay. That's really, really okay. And you can't be anything but what you were born as. Right. And that's beautiful. You know, it makes me think about my daughter experienced some pretty tough days last year in school, uh, some panic attacks at school. And, and it was one, it was one particular class that was overfilled with kids, probably more kids than, than should be in one classroom perhaps. And, you know, lots of shifting and coughing and tapping and clicking and, and she gets fixated. And, and, you know, that's, uh, I, I am certain that that's something that I lovingly gave to her without knowing. Right. And so, yeah. um, <laughs> and so this poor thing, you know, this poor thing, it, it was just, you know, what to do. And the school was so awesome because we just, we got, we had a conversation and all of the teachers became aware that there might be times that she just needs to quietly get up and leave, yeah. that there may be times that she needs to um, put her headphones on, not because she's being disrespectful, but because she needs to center that there might be time, you know, those kinds of things. And it didn't become, uh, it, it didn't have to become this thing where she's supposed to suck it up, where, where she's supposed, you know what I mean? Because that's, yeah. at least in America, that there's a whole lot of suck it up going on. Yeah, really? And this year, I'm, I'm grateful to say she's had a, a much better experience all the way around. And the teachers have gotten to know her much better. And she knows herself much better. And she knows that she is completely 100% free to take care of herself. Oh, and what a gift. isn't that, I think so. I mean, she might be a little bit irritated that I just shared that, but, but the thing is, is that it, she's not the only kid in high school that's, that's having those experiences. And we need to be no. really, really mindful and available for our kids and to be able to have these conversations and not make it a big deal. Really? Oh my goodness. Yes. And bless you for being such a great mama bear who's like, no, this is this is okay. And that's understandable that you had that. And let's talk about ways that we can stop that. Because when you were describing that situation, I can feel myself getting tense. I'm like, get out, oh get yeah. Me out, get me out. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's exactly how she was feeling. Is like if I don't if I don't get out of here, I'm gonna break down, or you know, if I don't get out of here, I'm gonna you know, freak out or whatever is going to happen. And, and we all go through these different stages in our lives where I believe that everyone experiences some sort of generalized anxiety at one point or another in their life. And maybe for greater periods of time than others, uh, it's, it, it is a fact of life. And for some of us, it's a, it's a greater fact than, than for others. And now we get to do the things that we need to do, whether it be medicine, acupuncture, herbs, therapy, aromatherapy, conversation. The fact that you and I are having this conversation and, and we know that the, the listeners who support Anxiety Slayer and who support you and your work and your businesses are going to hear this and, and maybe feel just a little bit better about things. Yeah. Yeah, really. And to, for it to be, you know what, it's completely okay that you 
are like this and it's actually a gift to other people as well because I know now when I have friends who have anxiety, you know, like 10 years ago, I was like, anxiety, what's that? Yeah, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Just think positive, lols. Um, You know, I was just such an asshole in a way that I I had no empathy or understanding or compassion about it. But now my mates know that if they have any kind of anxiety, they come to me, you know, like, this is how I feel, tell me. I'm like, oh, baby. I get it. It sucks so bad. Here's, you know, here's the plan. Like, here's how we're going to do this. And I can really beautifully support them through that process. Um, and I can also recognize it in other people as well and be like, you know, how, how does this feel? I guess it always felt like this. And, you know, maybe help people, you know, obviously I go, you've got an anxiety disorder. Um, <laughs> I share my experience and you know my healing journey and it just it helps people to kind of ding some bells and I know when I've spoken about it publicly with my audience a lot of the reaction I get is oh wow oh I didn't realize that life could be a different way yeah yeah and it and it can and the the more we talk about it the more we bring it forward and have these conversations the the better off we will all be and our children will be and, yeah. and we get to pass that, pass that along and how to, sometimes we just need to learn how to care for ourselves again. Absolutely. My um, six-year-old daughter, she's just graduated from um, kindergarten, but a few weeks ago um, she came to me and she said something really profound. And I thought, oh my goodness, kid, you've, I'm so grateful that me and her dad have being able to model emotional intelligence with her. So yeah. the class that she was in, it's a mixed a mixed class of preschools and kindergartners from three-year-olds to six-year-olds. And what ends up happening is as the six-year-olds get a little bit older, they get prepared, you know, like energetically, developmentally, they're prepared to move on to the next, you know, to school, to sure. proper school. Sure. Um, and they start finding the other children a little bit annoying, whereas before they're happily playing with them. And and my my daughter's a very nurturing kid who likes to take care of younger children and is, you know, she walks into school and she's just swamped by these little children who are running to her because she's kind of a little mother figure, even though she's six years old. <laughs> uh, little darling. And so she said to me, um, mommy, and I said, yes, darling. And she said, I think I might need to take a few days off school. And I said, oh, okay, can you tell me more about that? He said, well, it's just that I take care of all of the other kids at school and I need a few days just to take care of me. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. I know. And I said to her, babes, like, I am not going to argue with you. That is excellent, like, self-awareness and a great understanding of what you're needing. I am so happy to support you in that. So let's have a talk about what days that you'd like to take off. And we got out the calendar and it showed her how many days left she had until she was graduating anyway. And she said, actually, I think I'm going to be okay because, you know, now that I know that there's only, you know, 14 days left of kindergarten, I think I'd, I'd like to spend my last days there and then I'll have a long break where I can take care of myself. So I was just so like, oh. High five to her for like having that awareness and yeah. high five to us as parents for actually like breeding a child that can talk about these things and knows that she's going to be 100% respected. Right. 
in that. I mean, of course, I don't respect her if she's being an idiot. You know, right? Like, of course, <laughs> she's being a brat. I don't believe in like unconditional. Oh, that makes a lot of sense when they're being, you know, just absolute rats. But <laughs> we do have boundaries. <laughs> we must have boundaries. That yes. is so great. Oh my gosh. Well, I have enjoyed talking with you so much today, Leone. I, I knew that it would be such a pleasure, and I, and I'm really grateful and and. Thank you for being so transparent as as you always have been, uh, at least in my experience, and sharing your story. I'm wondering, do you have uh, a, a website or a product or program or anything that you would like to share with our audience today that they might find supportive? Oh, sure. So at the moment, um, we're, we're in full swing with my workbook. So I created workbooks um, they're like goals workbooks for each year and you can do it for your life and for your business. And um, it's really about helping you dive deep into the lessons that you've learned over the past year. And I know it's been 2016 really hard for a lot of people. And so, so often there's this, op- like we want to just like close the door on it completely. But we miss out on a whole bunch of really important wisdom and lessons of that time and also a lot of self-knowing, you know, what was the things that were really hard for us and what do we not want to repeat. So it'll guide you through that process and then it guides you through um, setting goals and intentions for the year ahead as well uh, in all areas of life, from, you know, creativity to spirituality to physical health to family and relationships and um, self-care, all of that gorgeous stuff. Uh, And those have been, I started self-publishing them eight years ago and uh, I kind of created them just for myself as a gift for the year ahead because I wanted something that was really vibrant and colourful and inspiring. And it was kind of an afterthought to share them, but they ended up turning into this massive cult hit. So we've now had over a quarter of a million people use them worldwide and uh, we have a Facebook group where there's, I think there's 15,000 people in there currently just talking about, you know, their goals and intentions and supporting each other. And, you know, I really love crafting products and communities where people have unconditional regard for each other and are really loving and inspiring and supportive. And, you know, I just ban everything else. Like, I'm just like, woo, ban, 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 Great. And our, our listeners, there, there will be a, a link for you uh, on the website so that you can take a look at this fabulous workbook. And, and then you can visit LeonieDawson.com for all of the other goodies that she shares and all of her gorgeous, colorful creativity and kindness and energy. Oh, so good to talk to you today, Leonie. Oh, thank you, Shan. And thank you for having these conversations about anxiety. I I'm a total Scorpio, and so what what I love to do is, is sort of like, oh, you know, sex, death, religion, mental health, the things that we shouldn't talk about. Oh, my God, let's talk about them right. um, in great detail because it just takes all the stigma and secrecy away from it because that's really boring. Um, and if we just talk about it, it removes a whole lot of the mystique and power away from it. It just becomes normal life. It sure does. It sure deal. does. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you again. I've enjoyed our conversation so much. I know that I will see you around online and I may be reaching out to have you introduce me to the uh, the lady who who wrote Carry On Warrior and we'll get her on here as well. 
Oh my gosh, she's amazing. <laughs> well, so are you. I really appreciate your time and have a beautiful 2017. You too. Thank you, Shan. Thanks for all you Anxiety Slayers. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than six years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step -step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and you can get started today. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.